huge things happening in the States at the moment. We're going to go to a interview with Alison Petit. She's a photojournalist with Important Cool, uh, a, a black woman, African-American woman. Um, before we go to it, uh, I just really do want to... Uh, Express some solidarity. I had a, a, a night the other night uh, with with an Aboriginal older, um, very respected, and I I won't uh, say who it was, but uh, he shared some some very personal stories of uh, his own uh, abuses since a since a very young man and uh, going on through his life, and then as he. Uh, uh, continued in his life, became a support person and uh, witnessed uh, just horrific things at the hands of uh, our own institutions of power. And um, so before we go into that, I think it's just important that we do acknowledge that this is an ongoing thing that's happening for our Indigenous brothers and sisters in this part of the world. But, uh, of course, uh, in the news cycle at the moment, and so it should be these horrific, horrific things happening in the US and uh, all play out to our Black Lives Matters uh, brothers and sisters over there. Uh, as I say, we spoke to Alison Petit and started by asking her, you know, what was her experience of recent days? Thursday I was up for about a good 12 and a half hours. Uh, well, I mean, I got I just got off of work and uh, pretty early, and uh, I was up for, uh, well, not so much 12 hours, but I stayed about a good 24 hours. And, um, yeah, i just been, ever since then, I've been sleeping in and not going anywhere because my car is still downtown Dallas in the section in the parking area where it's blocked off, uh, where the uh, protest took place and where the shooting took place. And so, um, you know, I just sometimes I've been uh, I've been on Facebook for a bit, but I've been sleeping and just working on other stuff that I needed to catch up on and whatnot. So, could you just share with us a bit? You were in Dallas uh, when the shootings happened. Were you? How close were you? You know, to what unfolded, um, and you know, I mean, you're safe now, obviously, but there's. Um, it must have been a hugely traumatic thing to be even you know, in the same city of, let alone in the as close to as you were. Well, I was uh, I, I was with my friend. Uh, I just met up back with her, and uh, I didn't know where the march was going to end at. So the march continued to go past downtown, uh, and the shooting uh, started happening um, as. You know, we were like in the front of the in the front of uh, my parking lot in downtown, in front of the park uh, where the protest took place, and uh, the shot and the shots. I mean, the shots just got louder and louder and louder. We just ran for our lives, and I was just we just got really scared. Everybody started running. Um, you know, my friends started running. I was I got to the island of the uh, of the, of the um, streetlight in between. You know, in the middle. And I looked back, and I was just telling her to come on, come on, come on, and you know, and we ended up uh, in a good uh, hiding place. So you know, and I just started breaking down and crying and whatnot. Alison, must have been uh, incredibly traumatic and frightening for you and many of the people there. Unfortunately, in the days since uh, the shooting in Dallas, a lot of the attention is, of course, on, on these events, and it's. Uh, unfortunately taken away a lot of attention from the Black Lives Matter 
campaign and the recent killings. What sort of ramifications has it had, uh, I guess, politically, do you think, uh, in the communities you're involved in, uh, to the Black Lives Matter campaign, and, and how are people feeling about it? Well, uh, so far, uh, a lot of people are still uh, upset about it. People are still... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of protests. Uh, I mean, it's been pretty quiet here in Dallas. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, funerals, uh, a lot of uh, tributes and vigils for the officers that were shot and killed. Uh, however, outside of Dallas, there's been a lot of protests uh, in Baton Rouge and uh, Georgia and New York and elsewhere. Uh, you know, so it's been getting very chaotic. Uh, out there because uh, you, you begin to see militarization of police out there in those areas. And um, many people are commenting about uh, how the uh, the killer was taken out uh, with starting, uh, the, use, being the use of a robot and, it, uh, you know, uh, to take him out and whatnot. And um, it's just been very chaotic. Very, It's almost like the apocalypse, really. Of course, you mentioned there the uh, the demonstrations that have been essentially uh, shut down by police. Uh, what has been the the police response? Is it is it in- intensified? Have uh, there been uh, is there been a lot more harassment of people on the streets? It's been uh, very. It's been both basically. Uh, there's been a bit of harassment. Uh, one woman, if you can, uh, in one clip, she was uh, given an interview. And automatically, the police just arrested her for no apparent reason. And then, of course, uh, if you've seen a photograph that's kind of similar to the uh, Tenanian—I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right—where the Tenanian Square photo, uh, it's of her standing in a sundress, and she and these policemen are basically about to tackle her. Uh, basically, it's just been going uh, very bad. Uh, the, as you knew. Now, uh, one of the uh, members of Black Lives Matter, uh, DeRay McKenzie-Kelston, was arrested. He's just been released and uh, and whatnot. And so it's just been very, uh, it's just intensified and a lot of harassment going on. Do you get the impression that um, ever since the events in Dallas um, that there have been more people sort of joining Black Lives Matter's protests around the country? And, and, and also, um, when we look at things like the harassment that you mentioned, is, is the information about that actually getting out there into the mainstream media or is it really just coming through social media and things like that? Uh, I would say it's going uh, both, uh, both in social media but mostly into mainstream because, of course, you see... Uh, more politicians and more uh, uh, celebrities like Snoop Dogg talking and uh, they uh, talking about you know Black Lives Matter and you know and everything. So um, you know and there's of course there's been debates uh, whatnot and some of my white my white uh, the non uh, people of color allies have been talking about it and uh, you know just telling other white uh, other people that, you know, just, you just need to listen to us and understand where we're coming from and what, you know, because they still believe, there's that, still that debate of all lives matter and whatnot, and, you know. Yeah, it's been really bizarre seeing that, uh, particularly on my Facebook and social media feeds, uh, this all lives matter thing, and really it's been quite distressing to see people who I thought had more sense uh, kind of buying into uh, some very basic uh it was just frankly ridiculous positions on the, the whole all lives matter thing. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Just in, in terms of the, the polarisation that's happening at the moment, you mentioned uh, you know a few celebrities like uh, Snoop Dogg were using quite staunch language um, and taking quite staunch positions. And you know, from my point of view, all power to them. But there seems to be this you know there is a a very big polarisation going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, it's very it's been going. Yeah, it's just you know it's been very um, chaotic ever since. Um, you know, the killing of Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and just, it's just been very chaotic because it just seems like our lives are being interrupted and, you know, each day and, you know, you hear another black person getting killed and and as a journalist, you know, of course, you know, I wonder, like, am I next? Because, you know, um, over the last previous days before the protests, I was stopped uh, by policemen just for basic uh, things, but like a broken tail light or um, you know, or speeding or whatever. But other and you know, I was very nervous uh, because of after hearing the killing of Alton Sterling, I was like wondering, you know, <laughs> you know what is, what's going to happen, and you never know what's going to happen, you know, because. You don't know what the, what's going through their minds and, you know, and whatnot. We certainly don't know what's going to happen, but I guess we do know that over 500 people so far this year have been killed by police. Over 500 uh, people of colour have been killed by police in the US. We also have this uh, massive political polarisation with... Uh, the, you know, the far-right psychopaths like Trump and the KKK mobilising, and then, you, of course, you have the much more uh, positive uh, manifestations of the, the Sanders supporters and so forth. A friend of mine was just commenting before I came into the radio show that it feels like the United States is on the verge of a civil war. That might seem like a bit of a dramatic thing, but does, does it feel like that at all? Does it feel as though, you know, the country could really descend into this, uh, this almost civil war? Yes, uh, actually, a, a friend of mine, uh, she said she showed me an article about a real news network uh, about, uh, I don't know the name of the author, but she was, uh, the uh, author was in the uh, article talking about saying that we're heading into a garrison state and, um, and it's our new world order, if you, if you, you know, if you can say that, but um, yeah, I, it's just, it's becoming very, I, I think a lot of people are losing faith in America because, you know, it's not the country where it used to be. Uh, we still having a lot of, uh, equal, uh, you know, privilege issues, uh, you know, and of course we're causing a lot of issues, uh, across the world. And, you know, and it's, you know, to the point a lot of people are saying that, including myself or saying that we want to leave and go somewhere else and you know and we just don't know it's just uh, about to uh become it's it's hopeless basically i can't say it's becoming hopeless it's it is hopeless i was frankly shocked today some of the footage i saw and i'm sure it was uh from um from baton rouge um just full military uh you know it was just overwhelming the the display of force and the intimidation i mean you know obviously that's happening everywhere but you know the social media is playing a, a really important role here isn't it in getting out the um you know the reality of of what's happening and of course one of those realities you know is that that the level of militarization 
um, the level of uh, intimidation and, of course, um, speaking of the militarisation, the, the, the fact that this uh, shooter was killed uh, the first off use of uh, a drone in uh, on you know, American shores, as far as I understand. Uh, yeah, and I even talked about this yesterday. Uh, I even tweeted this out saying, is Dallas the new Pakistan? Because, um, you know, of course, you know, we've been using drones in uh, Pakistan, uh, killing unarmed civilians. And, uh, you know, and here, you know, we're beginning to see it here. And, you know, it's uh, some people are saying, oh, that's great. But really, it's not that great. I mean, it's terrible. It's really frightening. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, um, you know, this is becoming, it's almost like, it's becoming Palestine. Like I said, it's like a garrison state. You know, we're beginning to see what's happening. And it's, I mean, we're probably, I mean, of course, like, you know, segregation happened years ago, but I mean, we're pretty much beginning to see some more of that today. And it's, it's becoming a nightmare. And, you know, I fear for my friends. I mean, that night I was just crying and seeing like, oh, my friends are okay, you know, and everything. And at first I didn't know that it was a sniper. I thought it was the police shooting at my at these people who were protesting peacefully and whatnot. So, um, but it's it's just scary. It's a scary situation, and you know, hope and I don't know if it's going to get better, but I'm hoping that it gets better. Just finally, Allison. Of course, Black Lives Matter is uh, one of the, the, I guess, the largest social movements in the United States, if if not the world in many ways, and an incredibly important issue. Looking, I guess, more broadly at the political and economic uh, conditions in the United States, of course, we've never seen a gap between the rich and the poor. Uh, there's already, you know, the effects of climate change affecting poorer communities and, uh, and farming and so forth. Looking at the quality of the Black Lives Matter movement and the politics of the Black Lives Matter movement, what do you see in the future? Do you see it broadening out politically to, you know, a, a tackle this incredible uh, issue of systemic racism in the police force and the so-called justice system? But do you see it broadening out to uh, to look at other issues and really, I guess, providing a progressive force in American politics? Well, um, you know, it's kind of hard to say because of the fact that, you know, as much as I, you know, regarding... Uh, the possibility of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I mean, the two-party system, you know, it's not as great because they're both corrupt. They even, uh, you know, uh, economically still, like, you know, we're still going to be poor. There's still going to be a lot of uh, systematic racism. There's still going to be more deaths. I'm not, I don't see much of anything happening. Uh, I think that, if anything, it's, I think, like they say, uh, things have to get work, continue to get worse before they get better. And, you know, and I don't, you know, there's going to be a big bit of a change. Um, and of course, Obama, you know, who I voted for for the first time when I first turned 21 um, years ago, uh, you know, of course, you know, I thought he would bring change, but instead he was it was just he was hopeless because he was still killing people. He's locking up uh, whistleblowers in jail, uh, you know, and it's just, you know, <laughs> it's really just it's scary. And I just can't really say much about it, but I'm hoping, again, I hope that it does changes and stuff like that, you know. 
Great stuff there from Alison Petit. Uh, if you want to follow her work, you can do so. Go to importantcool.com or search for Facebook, Twitter, uh, Important Cool. 